Hi friends, welcome to Springs and Roots. Many times in our fast-paced world, we don't have time for those God conversations that refresh us and bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is an ongoing conversation between two friends demonstrating how our faith informs our lives. The roots of a tree hold it fast in place so that it won't be moved, while springs are fresh waters that bring life. The Springs and Roots podcast is meant to stir you up and refresh you as you continue to grow deep roots in God. Now let's jump into today's conversation with Linda Reed and Casey Watson. Guys, welcome to podcast number two. (laughs) We're getting this going. Right, and we're going to talk to you today about springs. About springs. <laughs> no, Living seriously, water. I, so I've said the name to a couple people, and they all kind of look at me, and we started out mm-hmm. with, a, we were going to do a little tagline, like, springs and roots. Uh, what would you say? It's not about gardening. It's, and it's not about gardening. <laughs> but it really isn't about gardening. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of is. Well, actually, that's true. <laughs> we're just going to spiritualize everything up in here. But, um... No, really, it, we just wanted to, you know, take this time to really talk about, you know, we introduced Explain. it a little bit in the first show about where we came up with the name, but I think once people listen to the podcast, then they're going to yeah. be jamming on this name, Springs and Roots, just like we are. Well, because we explained where it came from yeah. and how we came, kind of came about it, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> the truth is when we talk... I feel like the majority of our majority of our conversations revolve around this idea in some capacity of living water, truth, like our desire for being in the word and being mm-hmm. in the truth. And then that kind of countered and balanced with having deep roots and what that looks like. And so when we were talking about the name that day, it, I think the reason it was so like, that's it was because it really encompassed when you looked at it from a spiritual standpoint, it really encompassed what we talk about, what our heart's desires are for our own lives and then the overflow of that for others around us. Exactly. Yeah, so it it really is, like you said, it's the heart of our conversations um, is that we want to go to the source of life, Mm -hmm. which is Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) My main man, Jesus. (laughs) Did you get to tell I was going to say it? I was like, Jesus. (laughs) But no, he. I mean... I don't know. I was telling somebody last night, um, I was sharing a little bit of my testimony last night with um, a couple from church that came over. Of course, I had to start crying. You guys will find out I am a crier. But um, I just love him so much. That's what he's done for me. Yeah. And he's given me life. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how he is the fountain or the spring of life. And that, man, if we don't come to him as seeing him in that way then we're really missing a lot yeah. of what he wants to do in our hearts. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. We have to see him as that. Yes. I mean, that's the starting point maybe because for me, um, I grew up in a Christian home, but I, I had this idea that um, he was a judge and yes. that was it. it judge period in the story. <laughs> so, and I, I was... Too. And I was very much like I wanted to obey and I wanted to do good. And so I felt like that was the realm where I lived. I didn't see him as life-giving. I saw him as like life-snatching in a way. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to take all the fun out of everything you do. It, it's just, 
how our little brains when we're kids interpret things, I right. think. But the, and then as you mature, you see this different side of him. But I think what you said is we have to see him that way. We have to recognize that this is what he calls himself several times. Yeah. One of his many names. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm going to read that one yeah. right now. Or one of the times we were just talking about it in um, Jeremiah 2.13. The Lord is actually chastising the people of Israel in, the, in this verse. And he says uh, through Jeremiah, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he calls himself the fountain yeah. of living water. And so um, I love this this uh, description of living water. And you were sharing with me one time, if you want to share how, and especially in the ancient world, there was people who understood that difference. Like for us, we don't get it. We just turn on the tap and the yeah. water comes out. Well, there was, was living water. Well, there was, there was stagnant water and they, you know, you don't touch that. I mean, it's kind of the same for today, but this was especially true in Israel in right. ancient times where there was pools of water that were stagnant and gross but living water was something that was bubbly. It had movement to mm-hmm. it. It was usually a spring or a well that was dug to tap into a spring. Um, but they very much understood the difference between what was stagnant and what was living. And living was life-giving. And stagnant water would literally kill them because it was yeah. filled with bacteria. So, I mean, it really was a matter of life and death, yes. you know, the types of water. So it was very much a part of their daily lives mm-hmm. and they had to dig wells and live i mean their lives their towns were centered on water where That's the right. well is you read the bible you hear you know jesus a lot of times is speaking by the well he's outside of the city mm-hmm. somewhere talking you know by a well or gather gathering at the well or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah they were at their pool or something yep. yeah where the water is because water is the source of life. Tell us, Casey, about the what you were looking up with water, and um, you'll find this the out too. Of Casey springs. and I love looking up uh, information. <laughs> well, both of us have a habit of looking at like what's in the physical and and seeing how it applies to the spiritual, because I think that that is what the Lord does. I mean, well, He does. I mean, Paul said it's first the natural, then the spiritual. The spiritual. So. so both of us have a tendency, and we work well when we say we're going to talk about something. We both come in and we're like presenting a science project (laughs) um but i just looked it up and uh first of all a spring the like definition of a spring is water that comes from having pressure Mm -hmm. applied to it from the ground and it's something that um i love this imagery of it something that happens under the ground it's in the ground water and there's pressure applied and it comes from under the surface to above the surface Mm -hmm. i love kind of that imagery yes um first of all but there's two there's several different types of springs but the two that really stood out to me are non-artisan and artisan mm-hmm. <laughs> springs and i think the artisan spring is also considered to be a well or called a well um, but a non-artisan is water that flows from on high down under the under the ground and it comes out somewhere lower it just kind of naturally rushes out somewhere mm-hmm. down below and then um an artisan spring i'm not even really sure how to describe it without a picture but it's sort of like a basin under the surface of the ground um where there's a a fissure of water Mm -hmm. and the pressure is pot there's positive pressure that's put on it uh, on top of the water that then somehow forces the water out and that can be through a natural spout that's there or a lot of times these are the ones where a well is dug and tapped into that kind of um, that water layer under the under the ground. 
So I just think that there's some really cool yes. imagery. And you were talking about something else. And as you were talking, I was like overlaying what I knew on top of it. And I was just like getting like goosebumps, like this imagery of these two, these two main types of wells. Mm-hmm. Again, there's other types of springs and wells, but these were the two that really stood out to me. This idea of him rushing in, yes. first of all, just brought me to tears. <laughs> Yeah, because he does. He ru- he rushes in and yeah. brings us life. Um, those are, I think, feel like the, the times when we really just cry out to him, mm-hmm. like, I need you to come in Help. right now. Yeah. Yes. And he does that. Mm-hmm. And then the imagery of having to dig and having to move in. And there's a verse in John, we were just talking about, I think John seven, it's towards the end. I want to say it's in the late thirties. Um, verse wise, but he says, you have to come, come to me, all who are thirsty, come to me, but there's a moving towards. And I feel like that's this well, this artisan well, where you have to dig it's there. The water is there, but Mm -hmm. it's below the surface and you have to kind of press in to get to it. You have to want it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's the picture of the both. It's the time that, you know, he comes rushing from, like you described it, from a pie and bring, you know, brings his life to us. And he just, he does that in a moment. Um, I mean, we've all experienced those times where he just rushes in with his presence and his presence changes everything. Yeah. And then there's the the times where it is, it's us pressing into him um, because why would they go, why did they dig a well? Because they they knew they needed life. And that's the whole point of, you know, springs and roots. It's like we know that we need yeah. the spring of life from God so that we can grow the roots that he wants us to grow to sustain the life that we can only sustain birth from the life of God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it. the name makes total sense to me because I just love it. It does. Well, I just love and we even as we were praying before we got started, you were praying and I just I just had this I had the image of this in my mind, of what this is in my mind, this idea of a spring being this life flowing out of, and then roots being something that sink deep in, and they're tapping into the groundwater too. They're tapping into that spring yes. that's below the, the below the ground, and that's what's you know feeding the plant and feeding the and be, helping you know to bear fruit. And I don't know. I just I feel like. I just, I don't know. I feel like this is the motto of my life in some way. Like I want to live in the overflow of the life that spring. I want him to be in me. I want my roots to be so deep in him that the spring bubbles up Mm -hmm. from me. I think that's what you prayed right before we started too, was um, that this would be a spring. These conversations would be a spring of life for those who hear it. And I believe that it will. Well, I was going to read for a second. Um, so this was one of the things that Casey was talking about. (laughs) We both came this morning with our research and she didn't know what I had researched. Um, but she said to me, I did a little scientific research, but your scientific, your scientific research kind of puts my scientific research to shame. I was just looking up springs and you came in with like thorough dynamics. (laughs) So we like to go there. Jesus and science. But when I learned about the second law of thermodynamics, I can't even say it. I just loved it because it's one of the reasons why we need the spring of life continually from God. And it's why we need life-giving conversations continually. It's why we need to dig the wells continually. It's because the second law of thermodynamics basically says that everything is wasting away. Mm-hmm. Everything is decaying. Everything yeah. is 
things are not improving, things are wasting away. And so that is the world that we live in. That's not the world that God intended. Mm-hmm. That's not what the new kingdom is going to be, or the kingdom is going to be like the kingdom age. Things are not going to waste away. They're going to get better. But that is the world we live in. Yeah, and absolutely. so that's why these conversations are so important. That's why our quiet time is important. That's why going to church is important. That's why prayer, worship, like all the things that we do as believers is because we live in a world where in, in our natural state, if we continue yeah. to not go to the fountain of life, then we will dry up. Yeah. Like, yes, we literally will, which again mirrors the physical, mm-hmm. because if you don't drink water, if you don't eat things that have any water in them, you will die. <laughs> So if we spiritually do not continually go to the fountain of living waters, which is the Lord, then that life that you're talking about, which is symbolized in roots, if a plant doesn't have any roots, then guess what? It's going to die. Right. So that's why, that's what we're talking about is just, you know, we need to continually go to the fountain of living waters. It's, it's not a, a one time it's, we, it, he's a continual source because we yeah. need to continually go to him. As I was doing my other research, what I saw again, just kind of spiritualizing all this. Cause Hey, why not? Um, <laughs> it's what we do. I know it is. <laughs> These are some of the main things that water does for your body. And I, I'll say I'm Casey. Then you, you tell us the spiritual aspect. <laughs> No pressure. Okay, so the first thing that water does is it helps maintain the balance of your body systems. Yeah. Yeah. How many balance. people need balance? Mm-hmm. Well, and balance, like, okay, let's talk about that word balance because it could be, I mean, that could be translated to a lot of things. But I, we're in a culture where, uh, I mean, it's anxiety and stress and out and of balance. Out, everything is out of balance and out of whack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, all it takes is going to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really, really simplifying it mm-hmm. because we, it's, but it really but should it really be, is it really should be that simple. Yeah. It really, really should be, but we're out of practice with mm-hmm. it of just going to him. I actually go to counseling regularly for specifically for panic and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that my counselor is constantly reminding me is I have to look to things that are above, like mm-hmm. constantly just re reshifting my focus and that's exactly this. It's yeah. a balance. It's going back to balance. Okay, mm-hmm. when this comes in, you have to train your brain to that's do right. this. That's and right. it's, a, it's a muscle memory eventually, but it really is a, a training of look to him. What look, yes. Whatever is what true and lovely and pure, like those are the things we look to. Yes. Balance. Balance. Jesus. Yes. <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> okay, the second thing um, that water does is it helps energize our muscles. Oh my goodness. He is our strength, right? He is our strength. Right. And he's made perfect. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Yes. I mean, your muscles are your strength. Yeah. If your muscles have atrophied, if your muscles are weak, yeah. then your whole life, it's, I mean, that's what Chris and I are working on right now is like, I'm lifting weights, you know, like yeah. I'm doing things to strengthen my muscles because I've realized now that I'm 42 and middle-aged <laughs> that my body is wasting away, yeah. you know, and so I have to continually have strengthen to myself. It. That's right. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's strengthen yourself in the Lord, like. Uh, I think there's a verse about David that when he was in trouble, he strengthened himself in the Lord. Yeah. And so again, like water does symbolize that it energizes, yeah. it gives strength to our muscles. So the next thing that um, water does for our bodies is it helps our kidneys 
which our kidneys are responsible for getting rid of toxins. This, is, this one's crazy because actually when you look up the Hebrew name um, for spring also translates um, in the, it's also translated in the Bible as well or fountain or wellspring, but it is the definition of it is the source of life, the source of joy and, and purification. Mm. So this one, when you read that, I was like, whoa. I mean, that's literally what yeah. the word what means yeah, yeah in the bible it's purification yeah and so again it goes back to that second law of thermodynamics like i i kind of picture myself as you know when we go through our day we go through the you know we live in a in the world that is run by the prince of the power of the air and it's kind of like i got the darts thrown at my mind i got mm-hmm. maybe places that i you know have to go or you know whatever just kind of like the gunk of the world gets on me yep. like during the day and um, obviously, we can, you know, live lives where we can try to avoid that, which we do, but it, it still happens. It's still, yeah. <clears throat> so I just feel like that's just another picture of like when you come to the fountain of living waters that he goes, I got you. Yeah. I can purify that. I can take away that filth and, and wash it away. But if we go to him. So. How do we do this? What is a step for someone who doesn't have a routine established or hasn't been walking with the Lord for a long time or maybe has but's gotten off track? What is what is just one or two simple things they can do to tap in? For me, I think when we trip ourselves up and we mess ourselves up because we make something mm-hmm. so big and if we go, I want the spring and then I'm going to do all these things. And we, we set ourselves up to fail yes. by having this one heavy weight that we put on ourselves. Like, I'm not close enough to God. I have so far to go. Yes. You know, so that creates a big weight on you that the Lord doesn't intend. And it's also not going to help you. And then to balance that, then we try to make all these commitments. Like, yeah. I'm going to get up at 430 in the morning <laughs> and spend two hours with the Lord. You know, and so then that's not realistic. Yeah. And <laughs> Maintain so, that. Right. right. So what I would say is don't do those two things. Don't, don't make it bigger than it needs to be. Keep it simple and do one thing at a time, one day at a time. And you do that by just committing to each day, because that's what, I mean, it's important to plan the future. It's important to learn from the past, but we have to live in the present. Yeah. And so today is the day the Lord is giving me. So what can I do today to seek the spring, to seek the fountain of life? And if I have 15 minutes, yeah, Put your phone down away from you, number one. Okay, practical. Put in a your different phone away room. from you. Mine has to be in a different room. Yeah, different room. Mm-hmm. Go into a room where your senses are not going to be, you know... Um, engaged. Yeah, engaged. And just focus your mind and yeah. learn to focus. And I actually think that is the hardest thing that people have when it comes to spending time with the Lord is because... Our minds are so, you know, have been trained, especially now with our phones, to yeah. like change, 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 change. And so it you have to learn how to engage your mind yeah. and focus on the Lord. And you, you're you not going to go from, you know, nothing to an hour in one sitting. Yeah. You're going to have to take it incrementally. So it literally is, don't make it a bigger deal than it needs to be. Look at today. What can I do today, Lord? And then commit that yeah. you're going to do that one thing yeah. each day until you can learn to do more. And that's what I did, Casey. Yeah. When I came to the Lord, I was like, man, I'm a mess. I don't know what to do. Yep. <laughs> and all I did was I'm going to get up early and spend time with him. And I had to train myself. Yeah. And I did. 
And well, I, I want to take it one step further because I think sometimes it's not even daily. Sometimes it's just situationally. Yes. Throughout the day, throughout the day moment yes. by moment. And I had a friend, um, she was talking about how as a single mom, like it's really hard sometimes to spend mm-hmm. time with the Lord, to find that private time yes. or alone time. And she said she got to where like she just in the middle of cooking dinner would just take a step back and raise her hands to the heavens and just be like, Jesus, I love you. I worship you. I praise you for who you are. And just in that moment, just kind of literally give a sacrifice of praise. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that was enough to just tap in. Yes. And and she said it was, I did, she goes, I just didn't have the place in my life to sit and spend my usual like quiet time investing with the Lord. And she goes, so seasonally it had to be in my kitchen right. when I was, cause yeah. I'm, she goes, cause I'm there three or four or five times yes. a day cooking meals or a snack or whatever. That's right. And she said, I, it just, it became my altar. The middle of the kitchen floor just became my altar. I just raised my hands. And I, I just thought that. that was a beautiful picture. But I think that sometimes that's what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's literally a, um, nope. I will stop that train of thought. It's an intentional thing. Yes. It does, but sometimes it for me, it is just, I'm going to stop that train of thought. I'm going to tap into what the truth is. And it's situational, it I think. Is. It's it's choosing in this moment, I will stop. I will praise because it's a sacrifice. Sometimes I mean, sacrifice of praise is mm-hmm. a sacrifice. Sometimes yes. it hurts and That's it takes right. a little bit of effort. Yeah, you may not, you may not want to do it, it but you have it. to do it. Yeah. But it's also just picking up the Bible, or again, we, we, I go back to this all the time. This is why it's so important to memorize scripture, to hide his word in your heart, because mm-hmm. there's moments where you're not going to have time. You might be driving the carpool mm-hmm. or you might be grocery shopping mm-hmm. and you need Jesus right now. And yeah. you don't have time to go into a closet. You don't have time to pull, you don't have your yes. Bible on you or whatever. And you need something mm-hmm. immediately to pull forth. And that is living water because yes. it's his living word. It's refreshment That's from right. him. And I think that then that grows a desire in our heart. And the more that that desire is there, the more we want to be with him. And then that leads to a routine. Yes. Can lead to like creating What you're describing is pulling up from the well that you dug. You know, like you exactly. said, like when yeah. you memorized that verse, that that was a well that yeah. you dug. And so you're you're pulling that up from like your inner man, but you've you because you stored yeah. it there. And that's what we need to do as believers. It's yeah. a resetting of the mind. If you have if you're driving to like you said the carpool lane and you have a five minute ten minute mm-hmm. drive reset your mind yeah. you know by refocusing on the lord yeah so i love that i think um that's good that's a good point i, I was telling somebody the other day i was joking you know you're a parent when you're in the car and you have no, no music on anymore that's i know, <laughs> I know right I, know. I used to love like when I was young, before I had kids, driving with the sunroof and the windows down and the music blaring, and now I'm like windows up and silent. I'm like in a cocoon of silence. But, but use that time exactly what you're saying. Use that time to press in and refocus on what's important. And I like that. That's good. And I wanted to say this: um, when we ask Him to come in, when we say, "Jesus, I need you in this moment." speak to me. I need a word. I need you to come in. He does. Yes. We don't always take the time to listen. Mm. And so when you were talking, I was thinking that's one thing I'm not very good at is sitting still with it, mm-hmm. being quiet in the aftermath of asking or in the after whatever, and just listening. And it may not be right then. It may be later throughout the day, but I get distracted and I forget that I asked or I forget and I forget to like pay attention. He might meet me in some other way. And I'm not really tuning in that that's his response. 
And so that was just something. So a little side note, but I think yeah, that it goes along with what we're saying. Yeah. It's not. It's just not getting so caught up in the talking that we're not listening. Well, it's asking for the water and then yeah. receiving or letting the water come. It's kind yeah. of the other side of it. So it, it is. It is very really important. It's you got to pick up the glass and drink. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we hope you guys are uh, beginning to catch this vision that we are doing here on Springs and Roots, and um, <laughs> that you're less next time is going to be roots. We're tackling it all. Boom, boom, boom. for joining us this week on Springs and Roots. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We look forward to chatting with you next week on the Springs and Roots podcast. Mm-hmm.